Welcome to the Faithfully Free Podcast. I'm Katie Bailey. I'm a wife, mom, licensed professional counselor, and I'm passionate about seeing women flourish in their relationships. In this podcast, we will focus on how, as a woman after God's own heart, you can learn to live faithfully free, despite any toxic people you may encounter. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to episode nine of the Faithfully Free podcast. I'm really glad you're joining me today. Today we're going to talk about gaslighting. This is a word that we've heard a lot in sort of common talk, common vocabulary a lot lately. Some of us might not even know where it comes from. But today we're going to talk about what it is, how to recognize it, and how to respond. Gaslighting is a sinful, manipulative behavior that is emotionally abusive. After this episode, I want you to know the signs of gaslighting behavior and how, as a Christian, you can be confident in moving forward with someone who is manipulating you. So let's jump right in. What is gaslighting? The term comes from a a movie from 1944. I honestly had to Google it. I knew it had been from some kind of movie, but I wasn't really sure much about it. Um, So in this old movie, a man attempts to make his wife think that she's going insane by lying and manipulating her. What he does, you know, in those days, they had literally like a gas light that lit the staircase up to their attic and he would make it flicker and dim. And then when she's like, oh, I think the the gas light's flickering, he'd be like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I, you're crazy. That's totally fine. And so that's where the term gaslighting came from. Because he would do and say things, not just with that, but with other things in the movie, that would make her question her own reality and would make her think she's going crazy. So now we just use the word gaslighting to talk about any kind of emotional abuse where someone is trying to control you by making you feel like you are going crazy. All right. So how do we recognize gaslighting behavior? Well, the first thing that's really important to recognize is that gaslighting is a long-term thing, okay? It's a long-term game. It wears you down over a very long time. Have you guys ever heard the story of the frog in the boiling water? It's been used as an analogy, you know, as an example for different kinds of change. But it goes like this. If you put a frog in a pot of boiling water, it's going to jump right out to save itself, right? But if you put the frog in the pot when it's like room temperature water and then you slowly bring it to a boil, the frog won't notice the slow change and it's going to be boiled to death. Gaslighting is kind of like that. It's very subtle and it wears you down over time and it, it increases you know, in its impact and you don't even notice it because it's so slow and so subtle. We don't want you to be the frog to get boiled in the pot. We want you to recognize it and jump out. All right, so what else can we look for for gaslighting behavior? Um, Someone who is gaslighting will tell obvious, blatant lies, but they'll never, ever waver on it. So let's look at an example. Let's say Anna and Jeff are married. Jeff looks at the credit card bill, and he sees a huge $500 purchase. He asks Anna about it, and she denies buying the item. She flat out lies to his face. 
Anna is gaslighting Jeff. She's trying to make him question himself, his own thinking process, and throw him off balance. By lying to Jeff, even if Jeff knows it's a blatant lie, Anna plants that seed of doubt in his mind. And going forward, he's always going to question what she says and wonder, could that be true or not? Did she really not make that charge? Is this, you know, a fraudulent thing? When in reality, Anna knows that she's the one that made that $500 purchase. So they will tell blatant lies to, to you and never, ever waver from it, even though it's clear that it's a lie. Okay, the next thing, the gaslighter will project onto you. What this means is whatever bad behavior they themselves are actually participating in, whether it's swearing at you, maybe even cheating or drinking too much, they're going to put it on you and say you are the one doing that thing, that bad behavior. And you're going you're gonna to feel an instinct to want to defend yourself, but don't do it. With toxic behavior like gaslighting, defending yourself is pointless and it's a waste of your energy. Jesus didn't defend himself when people falsely accused him of all kinds of things. You don't have to listen to the hurtful words, but you don't make an effort to explain yourself because it will never work. That's like you're playing a game with two different sets of rules. The gaslighter is playing with the emotionally abusive rules and you're trying to play a game with um, more sane, healthy, emotional relationship rules and they don't go together. So it's not even worth defending yourself. When you remind a gaslighter what they've said previously, they're going to deny it. So this is another thing to look for, denying what they've said. So let's go back to Jeff and Anna. Anna had promised Jeff that she would pick the kids up after school. Jeff gets a call that his kids are still sitting at school waiting to be picked up. When he discusses it with Anna, he reminds her that she promised to do it, and he even shows her the text that she sent saying she would get the kids. But Anna still denies it saying she has no idea where the text came from and she won't ever, ever admit that she was wrong. So this is another element of the gaslighting to look for, denying things that you know they've said, um, but they totally act like that didn't happen and that you're the crazy one for thinking that is what, that's the case, right? That they actually said that thing. Okay, another thing to look for for gaslighting behavior. Gaslighters will attack the core of your identity. They know what is important to you and they're going to go after it. Most often in all my years of counseling, I hear this as people telling the other person, you're a bad Christian, you aren't showing me grace, you're a bad mom or a bad dad. Um, and in our Christian culture, we're terrified of failing God and not showing grace or not being loving, which oftentimes we mistake, we make a mistake and we think that being loving is not upsetting the other person. And this isn't true. When we are secure in our identity in Christ, when we see ourselves as God sees us, we are better equipped to fight back the lies that gaslighters may try to feed us about who we are. Spending time and effort into being rooted in the truth of who God says you are is essential for standing strong against any toxic person. Okay, let's keep going here. Gaslighters also like to keep you confused. They will give you positive words sometimes. They might say something nice or something they appreciated. Just enough to make you wonder if you've been overreacting to their other behavior. 
If you're questioning your own judgment, like, oh, well, maybe they aren't that bad. You're going to stick around and you're going to allow the gaslighter to keep manipulating you. You're focused on your own thinking, not the gaslighter's behavior. And that's what they want to keep you confused and second guessing yourself. Another thing to look for is oftentimes gaslighters will tell everyone else that you are crazy. This is so if you ever do speak up about their toxic behavior, people are going to question what you say because the gaslighter has already tried to paint you and depict you as this sort of crazy, unstable person. They might even go so far to say that you struggle with a mental illness, alcoholism, or even drug use just to discredit you with others and again to keep you trapped in their manipulative cycle. This is all about control. They want to control you. Ironically, oftentimes gaslighters will convince you that everyone else is a liar as well. So they're pulling strings on everybody here. This makes you also question what to believe, and it kind of makes you trust the gaslighter more than anyone else. The gaslighter becomes your point of reference, which again helps them to keep control over you. So how can we respond and protect ourselves from gaslighting? Well, as we said before, the most important thing is to know who you are in Christ. I cannot stress this enough. Spend time in the word, prayer, and with other trusted believers and really get confident in who you are in Christ, how God sees you. This is the anchor that keeps us steady when, when toxic people come our way. Also, don't isolate yourself. If you suspect someone is gaslighting you, whether it's a spouse, a coworker, another family member, or even a pastor or other ministry leader, find a trusted person to talk to about it. We must shine the light in dark places. If we keep our stories to ourselves, we allow the darkness to flourish. You may even want to seek out a trained therapist who specializes in, an emo in emotional abuse and as a Christian. One of the many benefits of counseling is that the therapist is an outside objective person. Also, you need to learn to set healthy boundaries. And let's be honest, this one's going to come up a lot in all of these podcast episodes. Setting healthy boundaries is essential. It is essential to all good relationships. And it's also essential to shielding us from bad ones. Find your voice and learn to advocate for yourself. Learn to set limits on what you will and what you won't tolerate from other people. Now let's make a few things really clear. Gaslighting can happen in any type of relationship, not just marriage. And of course, the type of relationship influences how we deal with it. But overall, the principles are the same. And let's not be naive. Gaslighting and any kind of emotional abuse absolutely happens within the Christian church. And don't ever believe that as Christians, we are immune from any kind of sinful behaviors. It happens. And we need to be able to recognize it when it does. If you really want to learn more about toxic relationships, please download my free ebook, What God Really Says About Toxic Relationships. And it is my free gift to you. And I'll have the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and download that. I've also started a free private Facebook group to keep this discussion from the podcast going. So feel free to join that group, jump in the conversation. We would love to have you. And I'll also put that link in the show notes. I'm so thankful that you spent a little of your time with me. I know that life is busy and I'm so appreciative. Please leave a review for the podcast and subscribe and it will help other women who need to hear these messages find us. And until next time, pursue God, ask him to see yourself as he sees you.
and keep living faithfully free.